Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. I can't help um, but think uh, today about some of these recent um, news clips. Maybe you saw them, maybe you didn't of the uh, Islamists coming into the area of Mosul and going into the museums and, and breaking down all the art. And uh, did you see this? I mean, with, with clubs, I mean, breaking the heads off. This is the world that the Christians lived in back in the day that uh, has in some way to do with our commemoration today. Um, Islam is an iconoclastic religion. And as they grew and as they, uh, in, the, in the 600s, then they began to conquer certain areas of the world in the 700s, and this is when St. John of Damascus and others wrote in the defense of the use of icons because everywhere they went, they smashed them and they destroyed them, just like we're seeing on TV today. But by the 8th century, the Christians had um, overcome this, both, both within and without. I'm not saying that the iconoclasm totally and completely came from Islam, because I think there were men in the church who did buy into this and tried to defend it theologically that this was wrong. But this did not last, and it was overcome. <clears throat> in many of the areas, people actually hid their icons so that if people came through to maraud and destroy that they wouldn't, wouldn't find them. And this great event that we celebrate on this day is when they all, all went and got them out of their closets and their uh, uh, holes and their wells and uh, you know wherever they were hiding these icons and brought them out and brought them back to the church and processed with them, uh, with the Empress Theodora uh, leading the way. So it's a great celebration for us. Um, but we know that this celebration was not without cost, and it may cost us one day if we stand, have to stand in defense of the veneration of the icons. Today's gospel lesson is about Nathaniel, Philip and Nathaniel, meeting with Jesus, Jesus found Philip and said, come and follow me. And so <clears throat> Philip went and found Nathanael because he wanted Nathanael to follow Jesus also. And he said to him very simply and very directly and very plainly, we found him. <laughs> we found the one of whom Moses and the law and prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. And Nathanael said, Can anything good 
come out of Nazareth. So initially, he was skeptical. But then it says, Philip said, come and see. And so Nathanael does come with Philip. And when they saw Jesus, maybe Jesus saw them first, but they weren't standing in front of each other. Jesus saw him coming with Philip. And he said to him, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And now Nathanael is thinking and says it out loud, How do you know me? And Jesus, as they're walking closer and come face to face, Jesus said, Before Philip came and got you, I saw you standing under the fig tree. Well, we don't know what Philip, I mean, what Nathaniel may have been doing or praying or saying or thinking under the fig tree, but when Jesus said this to him, he said, You're the Son of God. So we see this progression of Nathaniel doubtfully, almost sarcastically, can anything good come out of Nazareth, to how do you know me, to you are the Son of God. As he came closer into the presence of the Lord. And I would like to read a couple of things that St. Nikolai says about coming into the presence of the Lord. Look at Nathaniel, marveling as he replies, "Uh, Rabbi, you're the Son of God, the King of Israel. This is said by the same lips that only a short time before It said to Philip, can anything good come out of Nazareth? What a wondrous change. What a sudden surge of joy. Oh, my brethren, how great and miraculous is the presence of God. There are no words that can express this or hands that can write it, but there are hearts that are able to feel it. And feeling it, rejoice like the morning dew as it meets the sun rays. He says, also, looking at this passage, St. Nikolai says that the Lord looks into a person's heart. You know, we read, we look at what people look like and read their body language and we size them up. Right? (laughs) The Lord just, just looks right into our heart. He doesn't need any of that. He just looks into our heart and reads our heart. Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. How do you know me? The gospel chosen to be read today, St. Nikolai says, is about Nathaniel, about his doubts concerning Christ while he was far away from him and his conversion as he drew near, and to show how necessary the presence of God is to bring the doubting to faith and also 
the wonder of his mighty presence. And so how much do we count the presence of God in our lives in terms of power? And how much does he want to be with us and how much do we want to be with him? You want to be with him. You want to come into his presence. That's why you're here. And so there's no scolding here. It's just to confirm what we're doing and the power of what we're doing, whether we realize it or not. I'd like to read one short homily from St. Nikolai. It is from a different scripture verse, Matthew 28, 20. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. But I read it yesterday for February or the 28th. Or, you know, no, it was, the, it was actually February 29th. I read it February 28 and 29 yesterday. And this was the homily, and it was on the presence of God. So I wanted to share, share it with you. Here is consolation above all consolations. For those whom the tempest breaks, let them only remember that Christ is beside them, and let them not be afraid. He is the helmsman. You know, the helmsman is like the, the captain of the ship, right? Here is consolation for those who are sick. Let them know that Christ is there beside their bed, and let them not despair. He is the physician. What if you were sick and in the hospital and you called for the doctor and in walks the doctor and it's Jesus Christ? Guess what? He's there. He's there. Jesus is there. He is the physician. And the sick, St. Nikolai, should take comfort in his presence. Here's consolation for those who grow old. Let them not lose sight that Christ travels with them through time and to all eternity. Into eternal youth and let them be at peace. You know, when we get older, we look back. <laughs> and maybe we think it's not the same as it used to be. St. Nikolai is saying, Christ is traveling with us every step. Every step. Into eternal youth. It doesn't get older and older and older. Finally, in the kingdom to come, we return to eternal youth. A man once told me that after his father died, he had a vision of his father. And his father was in a crowd, and suddenly he turned and looked at him and waved with his hand and kind of floated and walked up above the crowd away. And as he floated away, he got younger and younger and younger. And the last shot he had of his father looked like his high school picture. 
Here's consolation for those who are tormented by men. Let them not think that they're abandoned, for Christ is with them in all suffering, at judgment, and in prison, and let them rejoice. He is the judge. Did you know that the Coptic church has already declared these 21 men martyrs in the church and written them into the diptychs of the church for February 15th? Here is consolation for those who are disturbed by evil spirits. Let them remember that Christ is the conqueror over evil spirits. He is on their side and let them be strengthened. He is the victor. Here is consolation for all who seek the light of justice and truth. Let them believe that Christ is closer to their soul than their eyes, and let them adhere to his leadership. He is the light. When I read that, I didn't quite get it. Here's the next sentence. It helps me to get it. Oh, my brethren, in truth, Christ is constantly with us as light is constantly with the eyes which see. But, oh, our sorrow, if the eyes of our soul are closed, and in vain does the light labor to encounter the pupil of our vision, oh, our sorrow and grief, when we are not with Christ. I want you to do just a very simple exercise. I always hate it when people ask you to do physical things. I'm not going to ask you to stand and rub the person's back next to you. (laughs) Just do something real simple for me. Just close your eyes, open them. Just shut your eyes, and then open them again. St. Nikolai is asking the question, how far is the light from your eyes? That's how far Christ is from you. The fact of the matter, let me ask you another question. Do I get rid of the light when I close my eyes? (laughs) No, no. See, Christ is present. Whether I close my eyes or not, Christ is present. And if I close the eyes of my soul to try to push him away, he's still there. Just like this. He's right there. And those of us who long for justice and truth need to realize, I think St. Nikolai is saying, is that Christ is there. He doesn't need you to establish justice and truth. He's there. He goes out to meet us. Are we going out to meet him? He wants to be with us. Do we want to be with him? If we want consolation, we must always be with him all the days until the end of time. O Lord, our only consolation, do not leave us and have mercy on us. Amen.